I'm wearing a sweater from J. Crew. <laughs> all right, all right. And now I have to shed a bunch of pieces so I can operate as a human being. Let's, uh, let's go behind the music a little bit. Let's say there's some pieces of Travis's sort of tunic girdle situation that maybe it's, the armor does... He's had off time. He's had some off time. There was, a, there was another piece that went about my waist or attempted to. And uh, listen, hard living. You know what I mean? I beat the hunger and then I experienced the hunger. <laughs> I saw seven birds. Oh, hell yeah. Fried, roasted, what's up? <laughs> Fucking eat those for sure. Where are these seven birds? Why are you holding out on me? I'm starving. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Adventure Zone Live in Dallas. Sorry. Sorry about the yee-haw thing in the intro. I sat backstage for like 30 minutes and couldn't think of anything else to say. It was, hey, it's I us. Was, I was backstage... It was about three. (laughs) I get nervous. I need to dial in. Um, Speaking of... Do we want to talk about what Dad did today? Or save save that for Mabim Bam? Save it for tomorrow. I've seen the numbers. And it's coming tomorrow. So go ahead and buy your tickets. You're going to get a great vignette (laughs) about our dad. You're right. We should get into it because we got a lot to do today. And we always run out of time. Do we have a timer, Paul? Paul, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Paul Saborin. Thank you, Paul. Go to paulandstorm.gov to hear some of their tracks. (laughs) That they make. That they make. Paul and his imaginary friend Storm. He swears (laughs) he's real. Uh, No, but wait, wait, wait. Before we get started, (laughs) I'd like everybody to look at the back of the theater. Everybody look at the back of the theater. This is where the emergency exits are. Okay. okay, you can look back up here now. <laughs> That's where Bobby sits. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. We promise. Uh, promise can we get actually, Bobby? Can we get- Bobby, Bobby can't. Bobby, hi, Bobby. Bobby's around the soundboard up there. Bobby came to us before the show and said, so what are you all going to be discussing tonight? And I was like, well, Bobby, that's a very hard question to answer, my friend. Hold on a second. And he said, well, give me a shout out. That way I can wake up. <laughs> can, we get, can we get house lights for us? Can we get house lights for a second so we can see the, co- the good, good cosplay that's yeah, happening? Yeah, house lights. If we get house lights for a second. If you are... Oh, there's Bobby with the strobe. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby's got a strobe. Can we get house lights? Is, that, is there a switch? Or... There's a dial that says no. maybe HL on it, short for house light. No. Okay, we can't get house lights. We'll do that after intermission. After intermission. Let's get into the adventure. Here we go. Hell yeah. Yeah! But, but, Paul, if I could grab a writing utensil. Uh, Travis needs a writing oh, utensil. Oh, shit, Paul, me too, dog. I'm so sorry. So, the we are children. I need a stylus. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. All right, now, Paul, Paul. Storm, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Paul, you have to understand. Of, of Paul and Storm. Paul always carries around two big cups full of pencils in his hands. Okay, the three of you. Paul. Yeah. The three of you are standing in an empty office featuring fairly humble trappings with two desks positioned side by side in front of a, a window overlooking an opulent city skyline. It's been about six months. Hey, uh, everybody here's finished balance, right? <laughs> okay, good. 
Spoilers? Uh, maybe a little bit. You've had time. It'll be light. It'll be light. It's the name of the... It's been six months since the day of story and song, and your lives had only just regained some semblance of normalcy when you received a letter inviting you to this office on this day. And the three of you are kind of hard to pin down, I imagine, now, given the fame you Doing acquired. Doing tours and Separate yeah. lives. Uh, due to the fame you acquired thanks to your heroism uh, on, on that day. But the postscript on the letter was difficult to turn down, particularly for one of you. It read, P.S. Merle, come on. You, you owe us. And the door to the office swings open, and through it you see the garage of the Gold Cliff Battle Wagon Racing League. Which is filled with vehicles being serviced by a dozen or so skilled mechanics, and through that door walk the Dryads, Hurley, and Sloan. Hell yeah. You've so heard of familiar. them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Crystal Kingdom, I love this one. <laughs> no. Hell yeah. And they've got like 80 crystals, and they're like, we've got to go back. <laughs> And Hurley says, uh, wow, uh, to, to tell the truth, I, I thought there was a pretty slim chance you'd actually show up. I am so bored. <laughs> Here, was that Magnus or Travis? And, no, that was, that's why he showed up. That, he's it's the importance of character voices, folks. If you don't have a character voice, people I aren't going to know. Okay. That was, listen, that was clearly loud and booming, which is not how I normally say <laughs> And uh, Sl- Sloan says, uh, how have the three of you been? So bored. Yeah, I'll wave. I'll put them over here. Didn't want Hi, you to miss everybody. the best view in the house. If you put them up there, they're still... That's blocking your view. right there. They oh need... So pretty good then? Yeah, or... good. They've yeah, been good. Yeah. Actually, We've been... I think these two dad too. I got some people here who can't get like a really good... Yeah, oh. there you are. Hello. What? Scuttle buddy, you're Scuttle so great. It's Hello. Been... All right. I know, right? Listen, you paid full price. You're going to get the whole show, baby. Uh, we... So the three of you have been okay, or...? Yeah, we, we've been good. I've been uh, training dogs. It's gone okay. It's hard not to cuddle. That's always been my experience. Now, was that Griffin? <laughs> that was Griffin. I got into HQ. I've been playing a lot of HQ. Okay, now this is Dad. Okay, let's take a minute. Oh, I thought you were asking me. So this me. is, this is a, uh, a podcast called The Adventure Zone in which we embody characters and we don't necessarily answer questions as ourselves. And we're oh, all guilty right. of this. Character voice, right? Okay. Uh, I've been playing a lot of HQ. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Okay, but HQ doesn't exist in this. No, world. it's a fantasy world. Technology exists. Uh, Taco, what about historical you? quotient? Taco, haven't heard from you in a in a in a while. Yeah, I'm rich now. <laughs> Could be richer though. To wit, I'm here to promote uh, my school, Taco's uh, Correspondent School of Wizarding and Witchcraft. We're just uh, trying to get the word out uh, about the school. You can pay whenever you want. Classes will start at some point, but we do encourage you. The slots are filling up quick, so you are going to want to pay in advance if you want. When this exciting project kicks off, as soon as we've hit some private fundraising goals, it's going to be good. Uh, Hurley says, well, maybe we could figure out some sort of cross-promotional... You're a tree! 
Yeah, well, like half half tree, I guess. Awesome. I, yeah, it's, it's very pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Bees can be a problem sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> oh my god. I literally this moment you are here sharing with me. That's a wig, right? <laughs> this moment I realize like, hold on a sec. My dad got a white wig. It is a hot ass wig too. Yeah. Let me tell you. Matter of fact, hey, look in the back. <laughs> no, uh, Hurley, you're sticking with it. Hurley says, uh, "Well, things have been pretty good here for the most part. Uh, it took a while to clean the city up, but we managed just fine. Better than fine, actually. Now that the work's done, Goldcliff citizens are just dying for entertainment. the The battle wagon business has been booming, and that's kind of why we call you all here. Uh, why don't you take a seat?" And she motions towards some some chairs positioned in front of these desks. I do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sloan takes a poster and unfurls it. I rolled a nine on taking the chair. What does that mean? I think you sit down, but the chair scoots backwards and makes a toot noise, and then you have to convince everybody. Oh, it wasn't me! Um, Sloan unfurls this poster, and you see a design advertising the Goldcliff Battle Wagon Racing League Turbo Platinum Cup, which takes place later today at the circuit located just outside the city. And then she unfurls it a bit further, and it reads, Featuring guest racers Merle High Church, Chautauqua, and Magnus Burnsides, three of the saviors of Faerun. Now, I really... Listen, you're all great, and I love the way you reacted to that. But was it going to be like, <laughs> Yeah, so, would you like to watch? <laughs> I Hurley, you some comp tickets. Hurley says, uh, looks pretty good, doesn't it? This, this is our, our main event of the season, and, well, we, we need to make as big a splash as we possibly can. Like I mentioned earlier, the folks here are hungry for entertainment, and because of that, several less scrupulous competing racing leagues have popped up in the city, leagues that don't prioritize things like, oh, say, the continued lifespan of their racers quite as much as we do. Uh, and uh, Sloan says, we've lost a fair chunk of our less discerning audience members to these leagues, but we're hoping with the Turbo Platinum Cup today we can reestablish ourselves as the premier battle wagon league in Goldcliff and run those death races right out of town. Let me, let me speak for the group. Okay, but do it we'd in be, voice. We'd be glad to. We know what you're asking. Yes, we'll sign the posters. <laughs> I'm ready. Available for sale in the lobby. <laughs> And then you walk off into the sunset. Thanks Good night, for coming, everybody. everybody. Uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> Harley I, says, no, I, no, I, no I, I understand you're worried given how hectic your last race with us ended up being. Hectic? I mean, she you? did. Yeah. And then imagine I referenced something that happened in it. <laughs> yeah, because it was four arcs ago, It was right? a shark tank. There was a shark tank. You did remember that. And she turned into like a, a giant vine monster. And that was pretty wild. Uh, and the shark tank. But listen, yeah. you, really, you really... Sounds good to me. You don't have to sweat anything. Gross. We don't... <laughs> we've, we've really gone legitimate since then. All our racers are equipped with new and improved safety harnesses. They do the bubble thing, remember? But they also have a charge of... Oh, what's that spell? Spare the dying? Merle, do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hesitated, so it seems... You're, it seems like you're looking at a list of cards with the spells you know. Yeah, I got it. Okay. She, she says, uh, um, 
Anyway, death and dismemberment, it's not really part of the equation anymore. We figured we could give folks a show without getting too gruesome about it. So you'll each have one of these harnesses out there. I'll be driving. And, and really, y'all appearing in the race at all is going to be a huge attraction in and of itself. We don't even need to win. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we're, we will win. Uh, Hurley smiles. Just and says, we're going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cheap. That yes, was so was. cheap. So we're at that phase now, right? Where we're just... <laughs> just stand up on stage and play the hits. Uh, Abra can fuck you? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. Sloan says, I'll be up in the press box making sure everything runs smoothly. Uh, teams cap out at four. And I've taken on more of a managerial role in the organization anyway. Really put um, down roots. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. That uh, was as Magnus. Travis would never let him weave. Sloan, Sloan let says, him weave his tapestry. Sloan says, uh, also, there is a grand prize of 6,000 gold pieces for the winning team. And uh, I, can, I can promise you, Merle, also, that the next time one of your kids is endangered by an interdimensional cosmic force of mass destruction, we'll just go right ahead and save them again. Does that sound equitable? That's hit me where I live, man. <laughs> you don't live with your kids, Merle. No, I don't live with my kids. So Hurley and, and we're all the better for it. Hurley and Sloan walk the, uh, the three of you out into the garage, and you see several battle wagons being serviced. But the showpiece here is on a rotating platform at the end of the room. It's the Ram. Oh. And it's just how you remember it, sleek and black with silver armor plating, a harpoon gun mounted on the roof. Can you do this in Dennis Leary's voice? I don't think uh, I could. Uh, no, okay. Uh, it's got a long trunk that Magnus did so many stunts off of back in the day. And, of course, a metallic ram's head positioned at the front. It's a thing of beauty. And Hurley says, I haven't made too many tweaks to the old ram. It's hard to improve on perfection. But something tells me the three of you have learned some new tricks since your last go-around, huh? <laughs> nope! <laughs> you would think so. You look like you've leveled up, like, eight times or so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're still very judicious with our spell slots, though. Let's not go wild. She says, well, when we get out there, you're just going to have to put on a good show. Nothing too gruesome, okay? I mean, you can't actually kill anyone, but still, folks might find some gnarly Question. stuff. Yes. Can't or should not? Can't. I mean, the belts will allow you not to... They won't allow you to die. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so flags up in a couple hours. We should probably get a move on. Oh, uh, that, that reminds me. And Sloane walks over to a crate and pops it open, pulls out a few items, and she says, I've got a little memento for you. And what she withdraws from the crate are three masks that you wore during your first battle wagon race in the shapes of a bear, an owl, and a mongoose. Now you told him. You told him that, didn't you? I was actually given this at C2E2, and it is my new favorite hat. That's not surprising. Why didn't you have it when you came on before? I was going to wear it one way or the other. Okay. I was waiting for just the right moment. My theatricality... No. Uh, let's fast forward, because uh, we have spent a long time... We're, Jesus. Um, you're, you're outside now. Whoa. And you're walking the streets of Goldcliff toward the circuit at the edge of town. And sure enough, the town's doing great. There are a few signs of the attack that took place just earlier that year. There's just sort of happy, well-dressed folks enjoying the pleasant weather. And one of these well-dressed folks, uh, a male halfling dressed to the nines, approaches the three of you and says, Good evening, gentlemen. 
Do I have the pleasure of speaking to Merle, Magnus, and Taco, three of the saviors of Faerun? You tell me. You tell me. Yes. He will. Now. My, my name is Alfred de Gaulle, and I'd love to bend your ear just for a moment. I, re- I realize you're on your way to the big race, but I think you're going to want to hear what I have to say. Sponsorship opportunity? I love it. Talk. Oh, we could talk sponsorships all day. Oh, no, you're becoming one voice. <laughs> uh, he says, I operate a humble but growing racing league here in town called the Blaze Wings. Now, I know you're probably thinking... Hey, that sounds like we're describing an especially spicy flavor of buffalo wings. Perhaps the type that a restaurant might offer as some sort of food challenge to its diners. But actually, no. It's a very good name for our organization. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure what Hurley and Sloan have offered the three of you to participate in today's festivities, but I'd like to make a counteroffer if I might. All you have to do is walk away right now, and I will match the prize money offered for the race. 6,000 gold pieces for literally no work at all. Okay. No, they offered God. us 10. 10,000? Yep. They said 10. 10,000. He, uh... Euros. Well, I'm going to need you to roll a die, please, Clinton. Yeah, okay. roll a... Bl- uh, uh, what's it called? Deception check. That's this one? Yep. A six. That's a six. I also... I can read. I also rolled a six. I think he, I think he pulls out a pocketbook and he's like, 10,000, 10,000. We could probably make 10,000 work. We could do the last 4,000 in installments, Ten, wait, maybe? To be fair, Down. He gets, a, he gets a plus one to deception. Okay, so yeah. A seven. That's a success. Yeah, I could make 10,000 work. I meant 10,000 down. How much is the juice? <laughs> you got points running on the it. Vig, the VIG is another five Gs, man. Hey, listen. We're the saviors of Faerun. Heroes of the land. We don't need to discuss this. Yes. <laughs> you have a deal. Wait. Can we get it up front? Sure, just sign here on this contract and... Uh... You got it. <laughs> All right, he shows you a contract. Magnus signs and then walks towards the ram. Uh, he hands you a bag with 10,000 gold pieces in it. Down. Down. Wait, 10,000 a piece? Total to split. Oh, no. Oh. Wait, hold on. Hey. hey, do you have a plan for if we just take the money and run? Well, you seem like good enterprising folks. Also, you're talking to Griffin. <laughs> no. Okay, because um, Taco says yes. I don't understand why um, these other two did. Taco says yes, I will take that oh, off. I was just going to take it and then still do the race anyways. That seems, okay. Wait, did you just say that out loud? No. <laughs> that was Travis's right. voice. So okay, the three of you. Wait, let me run it back. I would never. Okay, Merle, hurry up and talk us into doing this because I, I think that is the way. I think he's good. No, I think he does it. I think he's not. You, you hand him a contract and he hands you 10,000 gold pieces. He says, I'll talk to your people about uh, getting the, the rest of the money Sounds to you. Sounds great. Sounds like we have a deal. Well, I'm going to turn my back and walk away now and not pay attention to where you go from here. <laughs> See ya. And he does. And now you have 10,000 gold pieces. <laughs> Can we buy some shit? Uh, no. I know that it probably seems like that was really scummy of us, but we're going to give some of it to a local Dallas charity. So, 
Now you feel bad. Now you're the bad guy. Who deserves 5,000 fantasy gold whoa, pieces? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're going to hang on to half. Come on. Uh, oh, right. 2,000. Okay, so it's a, it's a short while later. I guess you've headed to the circuit and taken your places for the race. You're sitting After inside. buying a lot of candy. Yeah. You're sitting inside of Hurley's wagon within a large crate, just like last time, uh, positioned at the starting line, and the engine is puttering. Fortunately, you're. Pumping a... in time? Does the green light flash? The flag go up? Oh, stop. Fortunately, this uh, wagon runs on an arcane course, so there's no fumes to inhale, which I only just thought of while I was prepping this car. Uh, Merle, you're in the front passenger seat. Taco, you are standing in this cutout space in the roof where the harpoon gun is mounted. And Magnus, you are on the trunk connected to the car with wires that you have attached to loops on your harness. Basically the same arrangement as as last time. And Hurley says from the the driver's seat, okay, it's a sold-out crowd today. Uh, we're not racing for the fate of the planet or anything, so let's just have some fun let's out there. Let's murder! What's what? What? What did you say? What did you say? I said let's have fun. Yeah! I, I still don't understand why I have to do this. That nice halfling said that he'd give me money not to. All we had to do was put some ink on paper. That means nothing in this world. There's no lawyers or anything. What are they going to do? Take us to Centaur Court? There's Come on. no. Centaurs have businesses. I'm an LLC now. There's no lawyers, but there's necromancers. Oh. All right. That's nothing. <laughs> no, not. No. Uh, and outside of the crate, you hear two high pitched beeps. And then Hurley says, I love this part. And then a third beep, and the door to the crate drops, and Hurley slams on the gas. Hell yeah! And you are temporarily blinded as you emerge from the crate, and uh, quickly your eyes acclimate to the sunlight, uh, and you try to take in your sort of chaotic surroundings. The circuit is nothing like the last track that you raced on. If you remember, it's just kind of out in the desert with these pylons that people watch through. Yeah, it used to be illegal, but now it's totally, uh, totally cool here. Um, there are actual stands now reaching upward a couple stories surrounding the track, just filled with people. There's no need for the viewers of this sport to remain anonymous anymore. And there are 15 other battle wagons on the course with you tonight. And their designs are just as diverse as you expected, but there's far too much movement and dust being kicked up for you to sort of take down a mental list uh, of them. And for several moments, Hurley shifts her wagon through several gears as you weave through the crowd until several hundred feet from the starting line, the wagons fall into an order. You're in fifth place. Let's roll initiative. Uh, Hoops has 13 plus 3, 16. Uh, I have a 6 plus 2, 8. I have an 18 plus... Base setter. That seems like a good sign. Where? Yeah. Plus two. Yeah, 20. It's a good roll. Okay. Y'all, I live in Texas. I feel really guilty about the yeehaw thing. I know that ain't you. Okay, anyway. Uh, Hurley drafts behind the vehicle, vehicle in front of you and then pulls alongside it, bringing you into combat range. This wagon like those you've faced before, has a peculiar design. It resembles a metallic 15-foot-long caterpillar with five segmented armored compartments, each with a pair of sharp iron legs that skitter quickly across the racetrack, pounding the dirt as it runs. The vehicle's sole passenger, a clean-shaven dwarven man, is controlling the caterpillar from inside of a glass-domed cockpit on the front segment. He eyes your vehicle and starts to sear the caterpillar into a collision course with your battle wagon. Merle. You're up first. Uh Uh-oh. Don't fuck up. (laughs) 
I'm going to cast... Okay. I'm going to cast... No. No, you're right. Merle, okay. As Merle no. is announcing to the car... Big hey, news, everybody. everybody. Merle casts Shield of Faith. On. It's a shimmering field appearing and surrounding a creature of your choice within range, granting it a plus two bonus to act for the duration. Who are you, who are you casting this spell on? Uh, oh. Um, uh, t- uh, taco. On Taco. Oh. <laughs> I cast it on Taco. Okay. All right. Taco, you have plus two AC. You have a shield. He I'm has... the fucking tank. He has Doesn't a... matter. All right. You cast a shield on, on Taco. It's just like is... you ran a marathon and you made it the last 10 feet and then went, Hey, don't, don't metagame. Right. Don't metagame. This is beautiful. Merle had It'll to make always a... work out. Merle had to make a panicked command decision and he just did Taco. This is like that episode of Friends where they were all in the back. Hold on, everybody. There's a backseat in the, the taxi and they hear what they thought was a gunshot and then Joey jumped in front of Ross. And Chandler's like, what the fuck? But really, he's diving for a sandwich. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck, that's good. Taco, you're up. And you're welcome. So what's happening now? Caterpillar is getting closer. Almost like it's going to act next. Um, I am going to cast a little evocation just to get things started. Uh, I am going to cast... I'm not checking text, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to see how the Max Fun drive is going. Yeah. Check. uh, Still time to donate. Anyway. Um, uh, Okay. I am going to cast... Immolation. Oh. Flames wreath one creature you can see within range. I'm counting the... Yeah. It's a creature. Uh, The caterpillar, the vehicle, or the driver? Inside the driver would be safer for us. So I'm going to say... Inside the the cockpit? Inside the cockpit on the driver. Okay, sure. the driver. This is horrible. These safety harnesses will save you from death. I don't know how that works if you fill his cockpit with burning... (laughs) I did ask... His charred corpse steps out of the cockpit. Yeah! I did ask for clarification between pants and shirt. No, it's like prison. I'm killing one early so they know not to fuck with me. Yeah, okay. Okay, roll that beautiful beam Uh, footage. So you have to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, I got another six. Uh, wait, it. plus two, eight. No. That's a big N-O on that one, good buddy. You're going to need to uh, take seven D6 fire damage. Burn, baby, burn. Don't worry, he has a safety harness on. Okay, okay. You're, you're also going to be burning for a minute. Oh, hey, 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 juice. Do not worry about that part. <laughs> I think the 76 is just going to get me. <laughs> Go ahead and roll uh, your, your D6. Actually, wait. I can do a, a, a website. You're also, I, you know what? This is like neither here nor there. But you are also um, shedding a bright light in a 30-foot radius. <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Uh, I, got, I got a 34. Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What's up? 
There you are. I, I got a 30. No, not surprising. Bear hat, very warm. 34 fire damage as you just see this dwarven man like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. And then there's a 30-foot radius bright light. And that's cool. And it makes a spotlight on Taco. And he goes, sign up for my school. <laughs> I think... I think for added effect, too, the cockpit is soundproof. And so you just see, like... <laughs> uh, That's going to make good podcast listening, group. <laughs> uh, and they are not dead, but... Sad. De- de- beaten, vanquished. However, uh, he was going to act next. The caterpillar... Uh, was on a trajectory to collide with the car, and I think it still sort of was moving in that direction and tries to trample over the vehicle. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 18 plus 2, 20. 11? 5? Wowzers. Uh, plus 1, 6. Oh, that's good. No. No. Magnus is safe. Uh, Taco and Merle, you take 22 points of piercing damage as the legs that sucks for you, pal Uh, and with that the uh, caterpillar goes completely over you and I think it just tilts over and falls to the side and crashes into the side barrier of the track uh, I was going to do something so cool too well, there's more wagons and I think as it falls you see the cockpit tumble open and you see this dwarf come out and he just looks kind of like singed. And he's just like, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> but he's totally fine. And he just kind of has a look like, uh, what a day. He kicks the dust. He's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> well, next time. Hurley takes a turn with expert precision, putting you just behind, bumper to bumper, the next wagon in the order. This vehicle has a long cylindrical body. It has a narrow cannon in the front, a single huge exhaust pipe at its rear and just behind the cannon is a glass tank filled with a strange yellowish fluid. It is a giant vape pen. Anyway. It has four Gerblin passengers all saddled on top like a rowing team. The rear rider sees your wagon behind them and it shouts out and suddenly the exhaust pipe at the rear of the vehicle emits a massive plume of fog obscuring your vision and hiding this vehicle and the entire racetrack from your sight. Magnus, you're up. Of all the people to be up. Well, we got it. <laughs> um, what is the... We don't actually, but if we use your thing, everybody will know the jig is up. Um, vehicle metallic? Yes. Cool. Except um, for the vape uh, juice container. The flavor, by the way, is... Peas. Mango. Pea-flavored vape? <laughs> Go to jail! <laughs> mango, it's mango mint. So you get those tropical notes, and then you get like a, ooh, but, ooh. <laughs> Magnus, you're taking heavy rips on the trunk. What do you do? Right now, I'm just enjoying it, frankly. 
Uh, I will say sort of the mechanic here, because this is kind of how it worked last time. Uh, if you want Hurley to, to reposition in any way or do any sort of maneuver to aid, I'm specifically, I think this applies mostly to you since your shit's all sort of physical. How close were we to it? Uh, just behind it, like bumper to bumper. Okay, great. Um, so can I get to the front of the car? Uh, yeah, sure. You have to unhook yourself. Oh, uh-huh. no, I get, the rails run front to back. Okay. Yes, so I get to the front of the car. Okay. And I deploy my magnetic charge. Oh, shit? What? Yeah. My magnetic charge... Uh, I forgot I... You, yes! Fist-sized ball that produces magnetic field that repels metal objects. You remembered you had a magic item! Yes, I did. And I kind of, as I activate it, chuck it towards the vape pen car. Uh, okay, well, we have to figure out. I'm totally into this. Hurley's battle wagon is also metal. That's why I threw it forward. Okay, but where are you kind of aiming it on the vehicle? Forward. To the front of the vape pen? To the exhaust pipe. Hmm. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say. Normally, you could just be able to do this. You can't see because of the plume of fog. Instead of giving you disadvantage or anything, I think it's just a straight-up like attack roll of you throwing this thing uh, plus dex. 14 plus dex is a 16. Uh, yeah. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. I thought he had disadvantage. Does the man he has to roll twice? No, no, no. He, does, he, he doesn't have disadvantage. Okay. That's what I said. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. You throw the magnetic I charge. Mean, plus, if it's an attack roll, I get like. Yeah, you're cool. You get plus like plus 10. 100. Uh, you throw the magnetic charge forward uh, into the exhaust pipe, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Listen, we got an hour and a half to get through this whole thing. Yeah, sure. I throw it into the fucking exhaust pipe. Hey. Okay, here's what happens. Both. You throw it into the exhaust pipe, and it disappears as it goes into the exhaust pipe. And then the magnet expands. I don't know how this would yeah, work. It's, it sets off a charge. That it sets off the charge. Okay, I think the way that this sort of works is the back half of the vehicle tears itself apart. I think it just rips itself apart. And now it's a kind of maybe a little a humble vape pin. They don't all have to be real long, folks. Uh, I'm not doing that joke. But the, the back half of it, and two of the goblins just go flying uh, and cov- just shrapnel is shredding their bodies. But then they're like, hey, <laughs> it's all fun. It's great. Uh, and you have essentially taken care of half of the vehicle. Okay, so that's my first attack. <laughs> Wait, uh, and after you threw that? For those of you listening at home, Justin is leaning uh, over and talking after, to Travis. And then I, I, when it lands and explodes, man, just goes, cotton. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sick. All right, what do you do for your next attack? And look at that timer. I, are there more gerblins on the thing? There's two is more gerblins. We okay. are hell on gerblins. Uh, so it's a distance... Thing? Yes, also because you blew up the ha- back half, the uh, smog is no longer coming out. It is like okay, broken. Um, I'm going to need my chance lance. I'm trusting. I'm trusting that it's going to be there. Let's pause for a moment. Paulandstorm.gov. Um, these are made uh, by at Saltiest Bunny. On Twitter, um, who brought them for It's so fucking Thank sick. Um, uh, Travis, oh, sorry, folks at home, Travis has a chance, Lance. I have a, <laughs> a beautiful chance, Lance. It's All real. Right. 
uh, I hurl. Ooh, Throw it at the audience, dude. Come on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Tragedy tonight as a... I, I hurl it at one of the Gerblins. Is one of them driving? Uh, they're both driving. What? It's like a bobsled. <laughs> okay, but what is it? One of them's a student driver. <laughs> <laughs> I will say they're in a row. Okay, I throw it at one. I don't fucking okay. care. Yeah. Okay, so that's... Now, that appears to be a failure, but... It is six plus ten, so that's sixteen. That's a hit, my friend. Okay. Being a warrior rules. Um, and then it is... It's called fighter. Ugh. Well, actually, it's, I think, bruiser or whatever. Oh, no, rough boy. Excuse me. Rough boy. Um, I didn't do much damage. I only did six damage. Yeah, that's not very much. But then I call it back to me. Uh, okay, here's how it works. How does the, how does the bubble handle piercing damage exactly? How the here's best... how it works. You throw it, and you hit the back one, and it also goes through the front one. They both take six damage, and then as you call it back, it does six more damage for a total of 12 damage. Uh, and with that, uh, both Gerblins, they're just Gerblins, uh, they <laughs> slump off the side of the wagon, and I think it just kind of slows down. And I down. turn to Taco, and I say, what are the chances? Okay, we can't. Half the audience, half, half the time is spent. I don't care what you think. You're losing them, Travis. I do. I care very much. Uh, I think the, I think the, the vape pen just kind of, half vape pen just kind of slows down, and Hurley has to steer the battle wagon around it to get in front of it. And then you see just two more wagons. I put cars here. This is the only time I missed it. You see two more wagons between you and first place, and as Hurley brings your wagon into range of them, it almost seems like they slow down so as to put you right between them. And that's when you recognize that these two nearly identical vehicles are working in tandem. They're both imposing figures, these eight-foot-high rectangles of rusted brass. Each one has four antennae uh, positioned at their corners, and they're all facing you. Uh, And from your position, you can just barely see these small rectangular vents on the front side of these rectangular wagons, which you assume to be the viewports through which the racers inside are watching the track. Um, The one on your left is outlined with a red trim uh, around its edges, and the one on your right is outlined in blue. Merle, you're up. Two wagons, one to the left, one to the right, big rectangles with antennae on them. Get Rectangles it? with antennae. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> okay, Merle casts. Here we go. Gate. What? A third spell? He conjures a gate, what? a portal linking an unoccupied space you can see within range in a precise location on a different plane of existence. Okay. What? No, no, no. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. And I'm going to cast it in front of the blue one. Ah, you've disarmed the bomb. That's not how this works. It's fine. Uh, Okay. Do I do anything, or...? Uh, the, the victim cannot do anything. They just have to go in. No, the Travis, gate. what's the fucking card say? <laughs> the portal is a circular opening, which you, I need my glasses for the second I half of the show. Okay, thanks, because I can't see shit. How big's the opening, Travis? Like a size of like It a, is 5 to 20 feet in diameter. Uh, the, paddle, the portal lasts for the duration, which is up to one minute. <laughs> Five feet in diameter, okay. Uh, okay. 
you conjure a gate in front of the blue one, and it's five feet in diameter, and it's an five eight to twenty feet. Five to twenty. Five to twenty feet. Okay. Uh, what plane of existence are you sending them to? Don't say the hunger because that's gone. Oh, uh, I'm. What's up? S- You're welcome. <laughs> the astral plane. You know where. <laughs> Where astral shit hangs out. That's the, the plane of the afterlife, and that's very good. Yeah. So, okay. But, you know, yeah, the, they're going there to that, that plane. That's the plane. Tell me more about these harnesses. Okay. Yeah, okay. Good, very good harnesses today, I hope. We see, okay, you see this gate appear in front of the blue one, and then all of you see the blue one just, like, at speed with you, and then you see, like, a flat line of, like, like, blue fire, and then it passes through it, and then it's just not next to you anymore. And then we cut to uh, uh, Barry Loop and Kravitz, and they're... And they're talking to the, the Raven Queen, and she's giving them a dire mission, and there's, there's windows. They're in the, uh, they're, they're in the, the, the prison where yeah. they do all their oh, work. That's, this there's is good. huge windows outside, and you see the endless sea of souls outside. And they're talking, and it's a mission of much import. And then just this giant car just falls past the window. And they all look to the side. And then they just look back, shrug, and they keep talking. Probably Merle. (laughs) And then from inside, we see this this halfling, and he's inside the thing, just like looking through the window at this sea of souls he's falling through. But he's just like, I'm okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) This one's weird. Taco. I know what the next live episode is going to be. Going to rescue that poor son of a <laughs> Taco, you are up. Uh, you just have the red rectangle wagon now. Is it posing any threat? Yes. So those antennae now have started to spark a little bit with the electricity, almost as if they had you sandwiched between them. It was going to be a really cool big attack, but then... Oh, ah, okay. That's why you gave me that really shitty look. I gave you an excited well, look. That was very good. Well, he didn't expect you to be competent. <laughs> yeah, that's a... I fooled him. <laughs> yeah, it only took three years of hustling. What you got, Taco? Um, I'm going to do another magic. Okay. What? Here's one of the magics... Uh, I know, and you, I, you know, I'm trying to make it, trying to make do it do some fun. Just trying to do something fun. The people of Dallas deserve fun. <laughs> Give them some fun, damn it! Oh, I know that yeah. was really. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I know, I know. I got you. Okay. So uh, Taco extended his fingers, and you expect there to be like fire and shit, but instead you just get. It's a bass. There's a bass line. And then he wiggles his ring finger and a melody extends. Is he playing drop mix on the... No, he's playing Otto's Irresistible Dance. It's a six-level enchantment. Don't worry about rolling. It says Irresistible right there in the title. (laughs) Choose one creature you can see within range. The target begins a comic dance in place. Shuffling, tapping its feet, and capering for the duration of one minute. That is on the driver, obviously. Yeah, sure. A hatch on the top of the vehicle pops open, and 
uh, you see another halfling pop up and is now sort of teen wolf surfing on top of this vehicle. Uh, and then he just starts doing the Cupid shuffle, but so hard. Like, hitting it so fucking hard. Just, like, slide to the left, like, ah! Uh! And then he slides to the right, and he falls off the fucking battle line. <laughs> <laughs> and it pops up from the ground and goes... He has a big hey. thumbs up. And he looks around, he's like, where's my friend? That's my best friend. He's getting married tomorrow, and I'm his best man. As you conquer the two electrified wagons and leave them in your dust, you see nothing ahead of you but empty track and the smoking rubble of a few of your competitors. We're going to wrap this up early. This has been a particularly battle-filled battle wagon race, it would seem, but there's nobody ahead of you to challenge your final lap. Behind you, though, is another story. You turn in unison to the sound of massive footsteps and see quickly approaching a massive battle wagon in the shape of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It is... It is impressively to scale with razor-sharp fangs, small, cute arms, and two massive legs that are currently bounding towards you gaining speed, and it lowers its head to ram your wagon, and behind its eyes, you see its driver, a human, smiling with sinister intent. And then, the T-Rex explodes. Oh, I was about to say faster, must go faster, and you fucking stole it. Oh, say it. Faster, must go faster. And then the T-Rex explodes. Thank you. As does the ground around and behind you, and when the smoke clears, the T-Rex is gone, and you see its racer flailing away from the scene, but still pretty good. And then you hear whistling from above, and then more explosions, which Hurley weaves through deftly, but the heat of the bombs is flashing against your face. Oh shit, we're in the red zone. And you fall... (laughs) Nerd alert. And you follow the sound of the whistling upward, uh, uh, whistling upward and find in the sky three flying vehicles above you. Uh, a wide-winged metallic bomber that's readying another salvo, a dragon-shaped vehicle with wings covered in bright red canvas, and a small wooden skimmer with an auto-crossbow mounted beneath. wings. And each of you... Thanks, Travis. That's great. And... And each of these planes is towing a colorful banner behind, and when read together, they read, Want a real race? Take to the sky with the Blaze Wing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take intermission. We will be right back. We got posters and merch in the lobby. Go, and we'll be back soon. Bye. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your big dog. Woof woof, where's my big dog's hat? Thanks for listening to The Adventure Zone, our live show from Dallas from earlier this year. I uh, hope that you are enjoying it. We, um, we're putting up a live show this episode because Travis was on an extended vacation, and so we needed some time to cover for him. But we will be back in two weeks on Thursday, May 31st, with a new episode in the Amnesty Arc. So we're going to be getting back to that soon. Got a chumbo chum. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as they get home from doing something fun, 
we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information's there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. On here and for the, did I call it a Chumbotron? I'm going to email Jesse and see if we can change the name 
of that. This Chumbotron is about the once and future nerd, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts, or you can say hey to him on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. The Once and Future Nerd is a tale about three teenagers from Pennsylvania who are transported to a fantasy world on the brink of civil war. As they take their new reality into their own hands, they meet a colorful cast of misfits, fulfill and break all those fantasy tropes you love, or hate, and discover power they never even imagined. This epic saga is brought to life with sound effects, score, and a full cast of award-winning actors doing their damnedest to make you laugh and or feel things. Oh, that sounds nice. I haven't felt something in a while. And that sounds bleak, but maybe I've been waiting on this podcast to get me there. It's the Once in Future Nerd, again, wherever you find your podcasts, or on Twitto, Tumbo, or Facebook. Uh, I also want to tell you about Ghost Puncher. It's a webcomic, but it also has a companion piece D&D storytelling podcast called Ghost Puncher Core. You can find it at ghostpuncher.net. Here's what they have to say. Ghost Puncher and Ghost Puncher Core. Corpse? C-O-R-P-S. I've never been entirely sure how to pronounce that word, but I'm going to say Corps are supernatural adventurers tasked by Lucifer herself to keep order between the living and the dead. A few things you may find in the Ghost Puncher universe. Violence, nudity, body horror, dirty jokes, swear words, demonic shape-shifting truck nuts okay wasn't expecting that uh good but nevertheless suspicious pecan sandies big billy's potato product werewolf pro wrestlers a society of mutant subterranean jackrabbits crunchy riffs sexy synths and a whole bunch of hopelessly gay ladies that is ghost puncher and ghost puncher and you can find that at ghostpuncher.net Thank you to everybody who's been tweeting about the show using the DAZONECAST hashtag. I sure do appreciate you spreading the word about the podcast and about uh, Amnesty and about all the stuff that we do here on the show. If you have a friend who you think might be into the the shit we sling, then go ahead and send them our way. Um, and that's cool when when and if you do that. I uh, want to tell you we have a uh, project we've been working on with the Mysterious Package Company. It is a uh, direct mail adventure that we will send you on in Taco's Correspondent School of Magics and Cantrips and other stuff. Uh, it's really cool. I've used the Mysterious Package Company stuff before, uh, and they're just neat little mysteries delivered to you in the mail uh, that you you know solve puzzles and do activities, and there's a narrative component component and you get some like physical rewards for doing it uh we're really excited about this this project uh and you can find out more at mysteriouspackage.com uh, and look for the link for tacos correspondence school of wizardry cantrips and other magics i want to thank max fun for having us on the network you can go to maximumfun.org and check out all the great shows there uh and if you want to hear more stuff that we do you can go to mcelroyshows.com uh and i think that is gonna do it again we will be back in two weeks with the next episode of the adventure zone amnesty on may 31st so uh i'll talk to you then bye Okay, so, act two, begin. Hurley, Hurley slams on the gas, narrowly avoiding another salvo from the enormous bomber overhead. You hear loud clanking and whirring from the plane as it reloads for another assault. And, as if to run distraction for its companions, the smallest of the three uh, vehicles, the wooden skimmer armed with a a huge crossbow on its underside, flies down to hover just above your battle wagon. Uh, Its pilot flips some switches from its exposed cockpit, and the crossbow readies a shot. It's actually the skimmer's turn in the order, uh, and I think it uh, launches a huge bolt right at Magnus, who is positioned on the trunk of the vehicle, death-proof style. Luckily, he's got that magic shield that Dad made him. 
<laughs> you didn't. The, the joke is you didn't. You got the magic you. 24 versus AC. Oh, Taco's the other one. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's no way you have fucking airplane proficiency. Those don't exist. Now I know that. I'm looking to see what Fletcher's mitt does, because I can't remember. Oh, yeah. It catches arrows. Then it gives you plus one AC to projectiles, and if you block it, you catch the, the missile. Oh. Um, and then I also have the giant's ring, and I assume because you said it was a giant crossbow. Okay. I, have I fought against crossbows before? I have because of Killian. Yeah. So, yes, actually. That makes 24. Okay. This fucking crossbow-wielding uh, anti-infantry vehicle shoots a giant crossbow bolt at you, and you just wonk. <laughs> you wonk it. And, and I throw it back. It is your turn. And I throw it back. <laughs> No, uh, I am... Well, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to grappling hook swing up into it. Your grappling hook? Yeah. You have one of those. Yes, I do. Okay. I can use it once per day. I'm remembering all my items. Uh, any, hot, any hot deets in there? Or, uh... Yeah, I'm sure there are. <laughs> Things. Yes, grappling hook. Good for one use per day to climb something like Batman. That's the end of the... What the fuck? That's what it says in the wiki. Good old wiki. I just feel like the world of balance was so much more fleshed out. Oh, it went for 12 years. Okay. Uh, all right. You do that. You pew. Zip. Zing. Whoa. Oh, man. Now I would like to use my vehicle proficiency to try to take over the vehicle. Okay, 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 okay. Now, it's an open open cockpit, right? I'm thinking like a biplane, right? Like sort of an old-timey biplane with a crossbow mo- uh, b- mounted underneath. However, there is somebody in there, so it's not, you're not rolling against the airplane like, I'm doing an airplane takeover roll. You're going to have to do something about the person okay. in the pilot seat. Why okay. does, I always wonder, why does Travis get to do so many things every time? Why do you get to uh, the, summon horses and dinosaurs and shit? He, uh, the... Grappling. I know his name is Garrel. I'm on the show. <laughs> I thought it was Garrel. Get the grappling hook was a move action. This is your action action. And I get six of them. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I don't know, stab him. <laughs> With the bolt? With just... what? I don't, I've got so much. Well, then fucking pick something. <laughs> I am going to, I don't know, it feels like a sneak attack, doesn't it? Um, I am going to... <laughs> uh, Very sneaky. I'm going to chop his head off with the rail splitter. Fuck off. Okay, roll it. Roll that bean footage. Yeah, good luck, That's harness. 26. Yeah, that just hits. <laughs> and it does not cut his head off fatally. No, that is an 8 plus 5, 13. Okay, with a 13, you get into that neck meat, but he kind of flexes like, and uh, the head does not come off. I come at it for a second time. He laughs after the first attack, like, ha ha, now it's my turn. What? Uh, 17. Uh, yes. That is 10 points of damage. 
it's just on there with sinew and thread, and he's like, <laughs> now it's time for my okay, turn. Action, uh, action surge. <laughs> 19. <laughs> That's uh, 13 again. <laughs> yeah. I do one thing and I do it good. And over and over again. His head comes off. And he's like, ha ha, I got, oh, and it starts to like slide off his neck. He's like, oh, shoot. But still alive. He's also wearing a harness, so he's good to go. (laughs) These are good. Can we keep these harnesses? They're very good. No, they only work today. And... Uh, and I think his whole body, I think that, oh, here's what happens. The plane starts to tilt, and his whole body just slumps out. And it also gets run over by Hurley's battle wagon, but he's still like, okay. Uh, the plane is starting to roll a little bit. There is still a tether, I think. Well, no, I guess it was just a grappling hook, so it's just you in the plane. Um, it's mine now. Is it you're in it? Okay, you're in it. I'm not going to do like a, you have to save the plane, it's I my think. my fucking plane Yeah, now. you have a plane now. Ha, ha, ha. Now I have a plane. Uh, okay. You did some cool stuff there. Merle, it is your turn. You got two more planes. And these planes are high above. They are pretty, pretty high up there, like 70 feet. Does that feel wow. good to everybody? That's really, <laughs> Does that okay. seem high to you? Or? 100 feet. How high is I? Let's say 120 feet. Okay. So they're up there. I cast control weather. What do you do with the weather? Hold on, you wait. Can, wait, i got to revel in this. You take control of the weather within five miles. Fuck. Wait, what the fuck? Read, it, read it and weep, loser. It's, watch, right now I'm calling it. This is a level eight spell. Are you there? Yes, I know. It's a level eight. Oh, my God. Where were they? Where were they? Oh, Dad the, has his glasses back. Dad all has right. his glasses. It's level eight, but because Holy of the, shit, look at all of you. Wow! I just thought it was like eight people making a lot of noise. <laughs> Play some D&D right. with your dad. You Have change the current weather conditions. You can change precipitation, temperature, and wind. So I'm going to attack the... What's the most rickety... Okay, this, is, this, is, this would not be an attack. You can do something and I'll help you resolve it into something cool, but you're not rolling like an attack. Okay, I want there to be baseball-sized hailstones. Okay, that's a little too real. Because <laughs> Dallas is... Softball sized. Let's how about this? Some people maybe come here as a escape from the baseball size hailstones. So why don't we? How do- about this? How about if they're coated with ice, all of them, which means they can't fly as high. Stop. Okay. And get them within range of us. Uh, it is a a sleet storm, and because of this, uh, they are going to have disadvantage on their sort of plane-based actions while they are in the sleet storm. You have debuffed them permanently. You didn't crash both fucking planes out That's of the right. with the Still, one spell you shouldn't be able to sounds pretty damn competent sure to me. Does. What do you think? Thank you. Taco, you're up. Yeah. I also think they come down now. Now they're 60 feet above you. Yeah. So I still feel high? Wait. Still kind of high. How high is 60 feet? I'm trying to think of a 60-foot-tall dude, and that's, like, pretty tall, yeah? Oh, yeah. Right. Wait, they're 60 feet now? Or, like, 12 yeah, foot-tall people? Now they're 60 feet. I'm going to cast 
Mordecai and sword. Yeah. Uh, you see Taco extend his hand and a big sword comes out of it. <laughs> it is a sword-shaped plane of force that hovers within the range. It lasts for the duration. Um, and I'm going to make a melee spell attack against the target of my choice. You got the dragon and you got the big bomber, the big metallic bomber or sort of the more canvas. They got disadvantage, yeah. Uh, yeah, on their saves and stuff. Perfect. Stuff. Thanks to Merle. Thanks to Merle and his great... Thanks to- oh, my God, that's a natural 20! Now, for those of you who are listening, his, his thing lit up. It's true. Y'all, we got 20 minutes left we're supposed to do. You can't keep insta-killing these planes. It's, this is not going to insta-kill it, Griffin. It's just three D10 force. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it times two on a crit spell? Probably. Yeah, so that's going to be six D10. Are we going to do this manually? Eight. 15. Seven. Fifteen. 19. 19 times 2? Yeah. 38. 38. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And this was on the dragon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what's it look like? Describe it with your words. It's, uh, you did Taz Elementary. I know you know how to paint a, a picture. So it's, uh, it's like a, you just wanted to drink some water. Um, yep. It's a sword. If you've ever seen... A sword. Um, if you've ever seen a Game of Thrones, they have like everyone's got them. You know how on Thundercats? Yeah. Oh. It looks like the Sword of Omen because they just got Thundercats in this world and everybody's it, really it into it. They just got there. And they just got it and everybody's super into it. Is it slash or stab? It's a wall of force, so it, it sort of slashes through, I guess. Okay, I like that. Uh, yeah. All right, I think you... It's force damage, so it's like... You know, like if someone hit you with the flat of the blade. Just like, yeah. That's it. It's basically a spank, spanking spell. <laughs> a spanking sword, if you will. All right, you hurt this dragon real bad, and with that, it flies down uh, towards you, uh, and it, it swoops in to sort of intercept you and, and protect the bomber. Uh, and as you eyeball it, you realize this vehicle has no pilot. It is being controlled remotely somewhere by somebody very skilled. Asshole. Um, and uh, with a, a flap of what remains of its, its wings, uh, it pulls ahead and it turns to face you and it has streaks of flame beginning to grow in its mouth. Taco. Uh, Jesus Christ. And it has disadvantage. Okay, first time I rolled a three. The second time, I swear to Christ, I rolled a one. Let me check my sheet. Hold on. Oh. Okay, so it tries to bite at you, and right as it... And it's fucking butt falls off. It's jaw jaw, is like, ah, and its jaw just falls completely off because of the cool slash that you did earlier. Then with its second attack, uh, it... That fire now Wait, it gets un- more than one attack. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, its fire now unimpeded by a second lower jaw <laughs> shoots out. Its uh, true form at your vehicle. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. But I'm not on the. Oh, a- you're right. Magnus is good. Actually, no, it's shooting at all of them. Uh, you are saving for the plane. 
19 plus 3, 22. Good. I got 12. That is a nat 20. Okay, but it's just a, it is a save. You very safe. You extremely safe. Uh, Magnus, the fire just gets... Okay, now Dad just knocked a bottle of water off the table and grabbed it. Tonight. I'm on fire! You are killing it. Okay. I am on fire! Magnus, I'm going to miss him so much. Magnus, take 32 points of fire damage. All right. And also, the left wing of your airplane is on fire. Cool. Still flying, on fire, going to be a situation. You All have right. a harness, Trav. You I are know. next. And now I'm down to only 99 hit points. <laughs> you are next, Magnus. Don't fucking lower the stakes <laughs> for them. They don't know how many fucking hit points you have. I do. I know. It's on my sheet. No, right? they don't. They I do. say 36. They're like, what if you have 37? <laughs> okay, so my plane is a little on fire. Do I... Can I control the giant uh, crossbow? Uh, hmm. That's a good question. Actually, because you're in the middle of a hailstorm, you can, but you'll have disadvantage. <laughs> good job, Dad. How close am I to the bomber? Uh, it's still way up in the sky. It's 120 feet. Uh, you could, but you're going to have to roll really good to fly through the sleet okay, storm. Okay, I pull fast. out my stone of far speech. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Taco? Uh, Come on back, good buddy. Uh, yeah, do you uh, have any plans for the... Uh, uh, 10-4 for back the, door. Uh, dragon? What? Come <laughs> hey, sorry. Hey, this is... Uh, this, uh, can yeah. you say that again? Because you sound uh, wild. You fucking like I, uh, microphones work by putting your voice in them. Uh, like that's how I hear you. Yeah, did you uh, did you want a large fries with uh, that? This is hell. an orange drink. Do you want an orange drink? Are you drink? trying to get the person controlling the dragon to No, I was trying to ask Taco what the deal was with the dragon, but I'm just gonna crash my plane into the dragon. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, I'm gonna leap to safety. In your harness. In, no, to the battle wagon. That's a natural 20. Nat 20! Man! Juice, can you get a picture of that? I think the first thing you see, everybody else in the car, battle wagon. Shit. I think all you see... Should I wait until after you're taking a picture in the middle of the podcast that we're doing? Or... A momento. I think everybody We're sharing time as a family together. You're on that table. I don't get the family time. I have my own family over here on my solo table with my fucking wizard sheet. <laughs> I think uh, Taco and Merle, you see through the windshield of the car. You see Magnus just land on the windshield uh, on the uh, on the trunk, just like hey, sup. Like and then you bug. see his plane like a second later just crash into the dragon and explode. Uh, and now both are downed. Uh, and Creed and... starts to play in the background. <laughs> Don't ask why, it just does. Uh, and with that, uh, the... And also he lowers his aviators. Or puts them on, what's cooler? The... Puts them on, puts them on. <laughs> the bomber overhead uh, readies another salvo of bombs. Uh, this time it's like smaller cluster bombs that you have to dodge out of the way of on the car. And I know that doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about it, but everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 18. Battle wagon, not car. Sorry, thank you. Uh, but please don't th- yell things at the stage. <laughs> uh, two. Two is bad. 17 plus one, 18. Uh, okay. You're a dexterous motherfucker tonight, man. 
Uh, yeah, Taco, you get hit with these very small bombs that don't hit anybody else. Hey. They're smart bombs. But you do have that extra AC. Does that help? That does help. <laughs> it doesn't. It was a saving throw. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help at all. Uh, that's just 11 points of damage. How many? 11. All right. Okay, you- here's what happens. Uh, Taco, did I tell you how much damage to take? Yes. Did that. Uh, I think the, the uh, bomber overhead starts to ready another salvo. Uh, and you hear Hurley. She's got her own stone of far, far speech car speech. If it was a car, that would be good. There's something there. That's the show with the two brothers, yeah, right? It's her stone of battle wagon speech. Yeah, it's her stone of battle wagon speech. And she pulls it out and she says, um, uh, Hey, babe, can you do the thing? And then we see Sloane in the press box, like, kind of sigh. And then the wood that sort of composes her body, she, like, claps her hands together and it starts to glow. And then from the ground, immediately in front of uh, your, your battle wagon, roots start to grow up to form a sick ramp. Uh, and, right, and right when your car is about to hit it, Hurley flips up a, a, a latch uh, on the stick shift and presses a button. And the horns on the ram on the front of the car turn backwards and ignite sweet nos and your wagon goes flying upward into the air in the direction of the bomber Autobots transform and it sails over the wing of the bomber and Hurley says get out 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 okay and Magnus does I get out I guess okay sure you land on the wing of the bomber for the climactic boss fight and it, her car keeps on going over the wing, and you see her inside like, oh, shit, and she goes sailing back towards the ground. But she's fine, because she has a magic harness. <laughs> you actually see her jump out, and her bubble deploys, and she falls safely, but her car explodes as it hits the ground. But she's cool. She's fine. And now you're on the wing of the bomber. You land and see where I am in the notes. Hmm. <laughs> You're on the wings of the bomber, which have a span of nearly 20 feet, equipped with four propellers that drag the vessel through the sky. On the front of the plane, you see a cockpit hatch protruding, heavily reinforced by the look of it. And inside, you see the dwarf you encountered earlier, Alfred de Gaulle, piloting the vessel. He doesn't seem to have noticed you're there. Was he? Halfling, yeah. Was he? Okay. (laughs) Oops. You see the halfling, and he's Alfred de Gaulle, and he doesn't notice you're there, but his mobility behind him is limited. He's trying to contact his companions, but to no avail. What do you do? We are out of initiative. Uh, is he in the race? Uh, the race has kind of sort of become a little confusing at this point. I really did want to win the race. Do you feel like we won? There is a lot of money at stake. Yeah. <clears throat> you said 100,000 gold. 20 million gold, yeah. <laughs> I never thought the three of you sneaking up on an unarmed, unaware enemy would lead to such fucking pause. <laughs> Merle casts Death Ward. What? Well, you're just sitting there on your ass not doing Somebody anything. Somebody do something. What's going on? Dad casts a weird spell, so tell us all about it, Mac. Well, the first time yeah. you... Cast okay, it is now. The, the target would drop to zero hit points as a result of taking damage 
The target instead drops to one hit point, and the spell ends. Are you protecting him? What? I'm back. No, here's the thing. I'm... I was going to stab him, and then Dad was like, I'm going to kill him with a spell. But the spell saves his life. Okay, but he casts a healing... Him. Dad casts a healing spell on him. Again, I ask, everything okay over at that table? Y'all are having family discussions over on that table, so I don't know if there's some sort of drama going on. I don't know if you all got stung with the same bee, and it's making your brains not work anymore. Maybe yeah. Merle's going through his canon spell cards. Okay. And, you... and Magnus just goes... Hold on, and just stabs the dude. Okay. Through. Do I have to do anything to make you, the spell uh, happen? <laughs> Don't I have to roll? We have not played Dungeons and Dragons in so fucking long. Here. Your spell. What are you rolling to do? <laughs> the fucking cockpit opens up. He goes, yeah, it opens. He takes me to eight minutes. He fucking looks behind him. How long have you been there? Eight minutes. He gets out of the cockpit. 24. <laughs> I, uh, 24 versus AC for sneak attack. He steps out. Nope, it's too late. You, you reach back to attack, but he's been standing there for five minutes because you've been standing there for 18 minutes doing fucking nothing. There's a million people here. <laughs> Alfred, get, nope. Alfred gets out. And he says, uh, I, I see you've taken out my companions, but you don't seem to get it. I already won. Your race won't be finished. The fans will be upset. And the next time they want to go out for some entertainment, what are they going to think about? These big, cool sky wagons dogfighting in the clouds. You should have taken my offer. Well, I guess you did take my offer, but you should have <laughs> followed through with my offer, fellas. Here's what you don't know. I bet your 10,000 gold on this exact outcome. And then I'm going to use that money to buy the blazing wings. It was a million to one odds that this exact outcome would play out. It is also the plot of Dodgeball. <laughs> I love that flick. Fantasy Ben Stiller. So what is it about, um, what is it about Blazing Wings, the planes that explode, you think is going to drive in the crowds? Folks love, ex- like, cool planes. Damn, stunts. you're right. Okay, as soon as I said it, I did realize. Yeah, did you hear what you it's said? very cool. And that's why I think the whole, listen, the whole Blaze Wings name, I think is pretty dope if you it's really think good. about what yeah. they are. So anyway. It's a, it's a real challenge. I've foiled everything, and I well, guess. Well, wait, there is one thing that um, could, could foil you. What if somebody won the race? There's no way. It's done. And Taco jumps out of the plane. And on the way down to the ground, he casts Phantom Steed. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, the, uh, what's the suspension like on those binocorn legs? <laughs> um, it's pretty good considering that I have an umbrella that always has feather fall that I can cast for free. Do you still have that? They crafted another one in the last six months. Okay, fine. Thank you. Uh, all right, I think let's, let's, let's finish the plane business first as you are sailing towards the ground. Yes. Magnus and Merle, what do you do? Yes. Are you going to let Taco win the race? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's very big of you. I, I bet on this exact Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I think, okay, DeGaulle runs back towards the cockpit. I throw the chance lance. Okay. 
No, it's gone. He's not going to bring it out now. Paul's got other jobs to do other than run out here and bring us cups of pencils and spears and things. It's the 25. Yeah. Wait, you roll the 25? Yeah. Man. That sounds like one of my rolls. (laughs) Uh, Six? Yeah, not great. However, Chancellor's a little rusty from disuse, it seems. It it hits him, and he kind of steps backwards, and he's like... (laughs) Uh, and then, as you recall it out of him, uh, he sort of overcompensates his step, and he goes backwards into one of the propellers. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> as his particles fly through the air, they sort of give a like thumbs up. I'm good. And then that propeller explodes. And then he's still pretty good. However, the plane you're standing on now is starting to go down. Eh, didn't I? And this is how they die. I've got a harness. Okay, you just fucking ride it to the... I didn't even... Yeah, you just ride it to the ground? Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) Hell yeah! Are you and Merle like... I hug Merle one last time. Thelma and Louising it? Okay. Yeah. You both go down together. Here's the scene. Taco, you, you hit the ground with Carol, and that you're just cool. What's up? We racing? I, I, think, the audience, I think the audience is, like, kind of confused uh, about what's happening. They're not sure what they just watched. They thought this it was a race. This audience or this? This audience. Okay. Uh, they're not really sure what they watched. They thought it was going to be a race, and then some planes from a competing league showed up and tried to blow everything up. Um... But you hear some, some yelling from the sidelines. The other racers, I think, realize what's going on. And uh, they're all pointing to the finish line, which is right in front of you. I tell Geralt, if you go fast tonight, I'll give you some oats. I whisper in his ear, like, ghosty oats. And he's like, spectral oats? And I'm like, you know it. And then he goes faster than the other... People? I don't know if for racing, if I could just say he's faster than the other ones and he wins the race. Uh, I think as you're running down the track, there are no other battle wagons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which means the audience has been down on like the racetrack level for a few minutes, the 30 minutes you stood and up there Taco not doing anything. Taco stands like... up in the stirrups and raises his hands. Like, hey, this is the show. And now the audience is losing Racing it. is still alive. Uh, the and audience is losing. prismatic spray and just like... Colors shooting out of his hands. It's an amazing spectacle. This is what racing is all about. And right as you cross the finish line, the bomber crashes to the ground <laughs> behind you in a massive explosion. Hell yeah! And confetti shoots up from the pylons, and Hurley and Sloan run towards you with the Turbo Platinum Cup, and all the other racers run out cheering. You've saved their and league Merle and put on an amazing Merle show. And Magnus are totally fine. And Merle and Magnus from the Flaming Wreckage, do you look back to see if your friends are okay? I don't. No. <laughs> no. Well, forever who is looking from the Flaming Wreckage, we see the hands of Merle and Magnus stick out too big gross thumbs up. But Taco didn't see that. No, he's totally good. And that's the episode. Hey, folks. Thank you all so much for coming. Uh, We'll see whoever's going to be here tomorrow from a Bim Bam. And bye.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Thank you so much to the over 28,000 members who joined or upgraded during the 2018 Max Fun Drive and to all of our monthly members. You showed up in full force to help us reach our goal and to show our appreciation. We're putting up this year's batch of Max Fun Drive exclusive enamel pins on sale for all $10 and up monthly members. And just like last year, we're giving all the profits to charity. For 2018, we're supporting the National Immigration Law Center. The sale will run from May 18 through May 28, so don't miss it. $10 and up monthly members will be receiving personalized code and instructions to purchase pins on May 17. So keep your inbox open and notifications on. For more details, head over to MaximumFun.org pins. And to learn more about the National Immigration Law Center and support them directly, you can go to NILC.org.